0: You're listening to another life-transforming message from Awakened Church with campuses in San Diego and Salt Lake City. To find out more about us, go to awakenchurch.com. All right. You guys ready for a good time? Hey, we're going to jump right into this. How many of you guys came expecting for something tonight? All right. Cool. A few of you. Awesome. Hey, let's pray. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's all right. Hey, just need a few. Jesus just needed 12. That's all right. Just need to, hey, Father, we thank you for this place. We thank you, Father God, that you're here in this place, you're present. Father God, we thank you that though the, the people outside this wall may not hear us, God, we can hear you, and that's plenty. Father God, I thank you that tonight under the sound of my voice, Father God, that you would just drop. God, we pray for you we pray that you would come. We pray that you would open doors and heal hearts and do things that no other person can do. God, I thank you that in this meeting tonight, Lord God, things that would take us years to overcome, things that took us probably decades and we're still battling. God, you're going to end the fight tonight. God, I thank you that tonight, Lord God, that we expect our God to do something magnificent, something amazing, because God, we are your inheritance tonight. So Father God, we stand in a place of confidence. We stand in a place of trust and we ask God that you would just make yourself known in this place God I ask that you would change every single one of us and give us an opportunity Father God just like Moses said to see you tonight Father God and we pray in Jesus name and everyone said amen hey I like to pray and as we um are going through this um this kind of month I mean you guys loved our last last month's kind of words it was so good It was so good. And I just, among hearing it, I was so convinced, man, if we're going to keep moving forward, uh, then our heart is so vitally important. Wouldn't you agree with that? It is so vitally important. And so before I get into it, I just, you probably guys all know the scripture by now, Proverbs 4.23. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. It's Pastor Becky's favorite. So, and it's my favorite now. So hey, but I love it. And so we're going to go right into it. It says, Proverbs 4.23, keep your heart with all diligence for out of it spring the issues of life. In other words, the condition of your heart will also tell about the condition of your life. Okay, it's going to be good. I'll tell you, let's go to this. So I love this passage because it's such a reminder for each of us to be able to uh, just take an inventory on the inside. And I think it's also because sometimes we can forget in the busyness of life that we got to manage this thing that we cannot see, but we certainly can feel it. We certainly can feel it. Jesus is exactly the same way. Did you know this? Jesus monitors and he expects things. And he goes, let me just share you this way. Mark 11, 12 through 14. Mark 11, 12 through 14. It says this. Now the next day. Now as they go through this, is it up there? Oh, sweet. Look how big that is. I love that. I'm like trying to like, oh my gosh. I'm like, geez Louise. Can I read it up there? Is that okay? All right, thanks. I was going to do it anyway. Uh, Anyways, now as we kind of go through this, I might stop just to give. I'm a context guy. Like, I don't know about you, but I like to know the context. I like to know who was written for, why it was written, uh, to who it was written for, the time, and how it applies today. Like, I want to know all of it. So I like to study these things. I'm a little bit of a Bible nerd. But anyway, it says, now the next day. Now, pause for a second. Uh, We could just glance over that. But the day before, this actually is what the Bible would call the triumphal entry. So the day before, Jesus is coming into town, and you know the whole thing, the story of the donkey, he's coming in, people are like, Hosanna, Hosanna, and they're doing all this crazy stuff, and it's like an all-day party for Jesus. That was the previous day, and it says that like nighttime came, and they're like, hey, yeah, hey, by the way, uh, we should probably go to sleep, and so Jesus takes the disciples to a town called Bethany, or Bethany, right? Okay. So, it says the next day when they had come out from Bethany, so that's, that's where they were coming from again. They were tired. Now, I can imagine Jesus. I don't know about you, but picture this. You just, it's like, man, people got it. They're praising you. They're receiving the kingdom. They're pro- he's probably stoked. You know what I mean? Like, he's probably like pumped out of his mind. He's like men after a merge. He's just stoked, right? You just, he probably smells better, but it's just probably, he's probably there. And it says he was hungry. All been there, right? All right, cool. Next verse. There we go. And seeing from afar a fig tree having leaves. He went to see if perhaps he would find something on it. When he came to it, he found nothing but leaves. For it was not the season for figs. As I was preparing, I knew I was probably going to have to address this. Because if I don't address this, we're going to be hanging up like, what's the deal with that last line? Why do we need to know? Well, here's the thing that's interesting about this time as we kind of go forward. It's not like this with the fig tree. You guys know much about fig trees? No. Okay. So (laughs) not a lot, right? Around this time, for it was not the season for figs. This is important because a fig tree would have a couple things going on at this moment. It was not the season for figs. It was not the harvest season, meaning it was not time to produce figs. Okay? It wasn't its time. Naturally, it just wasn't time to do this. Now, a fig tree is kind of interesting because a fig tree will have both a mature branch, one that's produced fruit before, and it will have an immature branch, one that's new, that's come from the empty, right? From the harvest, it will come up, and that immature branch will not have anything on it, right? Does that make sense? So, a mature branch, at this point in time, it would be, it would be normal to see a tree if this had a leaves on it like it's saying it would be assumed that's probably the mature side of the fig tree. Does this make sense? So all right let's go to the next verse. Keep this in mind. And it says in response Jesus said to it. Do we skip a verse? No it's just me. All right 13. You You got it. Sorry. I'm already jumping ahead in my own brain. That was me. my fault. And it says, in response, Jesus said to it, let no one eat fruit from you ever again. And his disciples heard it. This is super crazy. How many of you guys have read this thing? You're just kind of like, I don't get it. That was me. Right? We're going to go somewhere. The thing with this fig tree is it's kind of incredible. It's because a fig tree that has leaves on it what it's telling you is that I am ready to produce fruit. I have fruit for you to come and eat. That's what this fig tree is saying. So a fig tree that does a bunch of leaves with no fruit, in essence, what it is saying to us today is, hey, listen, I am producing fruit earlier than what is time to do. Come take a look at me. Jesus comes and he examines the fig tree and realizes there's no figs on you, curses the fig tree. Why? Because Because it's not operating. It's saying, hey, look, I'm producing fruit, but it never produced any fruit. In other words, it's presenting something that's not true, something that is false. It's pretending to be something it is not. Does this make sense? So the lesson of the fig tree, Jesus goes to it and he examines it. Why? Because he was hungry. But upon examining it, he realizes, wait a minute, you're not what you say you are. He curses the fig tree. His disciples hear it. Does this make it sense? Again, I just want to make sure it's really clear. Jesus is not some, like, mean gardener. You know, he's not like, he's just, like, cursing all the trees everywhere. It's not what he's doing. At this time, there are other fig trees. And they're probably barren. But none of them had leaves presenting fruit. Does this make sense? I remember, I remember a time in my life where I was very much like this fig tree. But before I get to that, the title of the message is called Stress Test. Stress Test. Now you're like, why would you choose a title like that? Like, what is the deal? Well, I'll tell you. Now, I've been reading about it. I've never actually undergone one, so forgive me here, but I've been reading. I know people who have done it. I'm not about to go, like, do this physically. It just seems like a lot of work. Uh, I just, I'm just telling you the truth, people. Anyways, it says a stress test. This is what a stress test is. A stress test can show how well your heart is working and help diagnose various heart conditions. Okay. It can also give an idea of how much strain a person's heart can cope with. How much strain it can cope with. And typically, a stress test can give an idea of a person's heart health and guide recommendations on exercise and other forms of therapy. Isn't that incredible? What I found is what's typically true for the physical is true for the spiritual. You see, now, I would, I would like, for the most part, I know, like, I'm not like 100%, but I would conclude for the most part, my heart is like a healthy heart, for the most part, physically and spiritually. Like, I'm, I'm doing okay. I'm not going to the grave anytime soon. And, just saying. I got a wife and a daughter, and they wouldn't let me do that if I tried. But... But the reality is, is my heart spiritually wasn't always like that like now I'm like I feel like I can I can handle stress I can handle some pressure I feel like I okay for the most part I'm gonna examine it right I'm gonna do what's right I'm gonna go like what is the kingdom saying right like I don't feel like I need to pretend that I'm something that I'm not does this make sense and yet but that wasn't always my case and see there was a time and I remember the first time like this actually cemented in my life where it says you know what I'm going to give my heart I'm not going to pretend with it I'm not going to fake it I'm not going to do anything else just going to be real with it. I'm going to feel where it's at. I'm going to bring it to the cross. And it was when I was 18. And some of you guys have heard this story before where my sister and I were involved in a car accident and she uh, was paralyzed from the neck down. I fell asleep at the wheel. She's fine today just so we're not cliffhanging on all that stuff. She's fine. God miraculously healed her six months later. It's crazy. God is a healer anytime, place. But I remember the middle of this. I remember because during this time, I was, uh, to be honest, I was suicidal, very suicidal, and the reason why was because I felt the shame and the condemnation. I was like, man, I did this to my family. I did this to the six-year-old little girl. Like, how could there ever be forgiveness? And I did not know how to take care of this heart. And that was a massive thing. But can I just pause to say something like this? That many of us, you may not relate to the suicide physically, but there might be something suicidal that we're doing to our business or to an opportunity that God has presented us with or to serving or being on a team or being planted that we can be in a situation sometimes when we don't know how to handle it. The stress of the situation is revealing to us that we're not as healthy as we think. And if we don't help this, if we don't work at this, exercise at this, then we will be in a place of pretending much like the fig tree. And well, the end of the fig tree it wasn't fun. It, it didn't do anything else from that day on. Does this make sense? And I remember, you meant like, what, what saved me? For me, it was the greatest miracle God blessing I could have ever had. It's what cemented everything. Three young men came to my house when I didn't know about it. They had no idea what I was trying to do in the shower. They had no idea. And it's amazing because they came. They said, Kenny, come with me. And they came, and we just went to the house. They made Top Ramen. And I cried honestly around a bowl of ramen, and I just let it out. It was the time when there was three young men with me, and they said, can you just tell us how you really feel? You're putting on a strong face. You're putting on a strong front, but come on, is there a little bit more to it. Can you be honest with yourself and be honest with us because we care for you? And that, my friend, it was the first time I ever had anything like that from people, and it was like I could see the face of God in them. And it was so incredible. It's well now, you got 18 years later where it's just like I try to be that for other people. But I also know because of that moment, I know that I can come to God and I can be present. I can be real with myself. I don't need to run. I don't need to hide. Come on. Now, many of us, what I would like to kind of know is to kind of bring it in. Again, you may not relate to suicide. You may not relate to kind of things, but you might be winning right now. That's awesome. But no matter where you are in life, is there something that you're not quite being honest with? Because what the fig tree kind of shows us is this, is that we can come into a place where we can say, hey, look at all this fruit. Look at how well I'm doing. Look at what I've got going on for me. And yet the downside is is if we were to examine it, there's probably not a lot of figs. There's probably not a lot we can pull from. And this isn't meant to be heavy, by the way. I know it's kind of like coming down a little bit. It's just like, because if we're going to keep winning and we're going to keep moving forward and we're going to keep like progressing and expanding the kingdom and reaching San Diego and reaching Salt Lake and doing, reaching what the call of God is on this church, then my friends, it's going to take all of us and all of us to do that. (laughs) Does that make sense? So I don't want you to stand in this place like, oh, no, shame. No, 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 no shame in this place. I'm telling you, I was, I'm chief of this, all right? But I'm just telling you from experience that when you bring it to God and, you, and you're real with it, he can do some amazing things, church. He can do some amazing things. And it might take that confidence. It might take that building to be like, okay, I can do this. I can do this. But no matter where you are, you can do this. It might take all of you. Are you okay with that? Because it might take a bold step. might take a place of confidence. might mean you might need to be vulnerable. It's okay. It's okay. Here's what I'm most excited about. When we look at the fig tree, I'm just so blown away by all the lessons that you can learn from it. Blown away. And the thing that I see over and over again is that Jesus, he did not die for a fig tree. He didn't die for a fig tree. My friends, he died for you and he died for me. That's good news. Because you see, unlike the fig tree, you know, those words can be kind of harsh, like, oh, you like, you're cursed and let no one eat from you ever again. I'm like, oh, geez. Are you saying, Kenny, like, if I don't, if I come to God falsely and I'm pretending that he's going to say, oh, you're cursed and let no one ever, like, be friends with you again. No. No, that's not what I'm saying. He didn't die for that. He died for you. He died for you. I'm trying to get us to a place here where we don't have to pretend anymore because the devil has been robbing so many of us saying, if you just bring that to the front, if you are real with that, then it's going to defeat you. It's going to kill you, smother you, destroy you. People aren't going to understand you. It's all a lie. It's all a lie. It's all a lie. The worst part about this fig tree, if it just said, hey, listen, if it wasn't trying to... um, put it this way it wasn't season it wasn't the time or the season for the figs to be producing if it just would like would have waited jesus would been like oh yeah cool it's not the time it's not the time i get it it's not the time he would have maybe tended to it to do something else but he wouldn't have gone over and examined it he only examined it because it was promoting i have fruit and jesus was hungry it's when we promote something we don't have that it, it gets attention you see what i'm saying and yet when we come to the place to God, we don't have to pretend, church. We don't have to pretend. We can stand in confidence, but it takes confidence to realize, yeah, this is, this is me. I'm barren right now. And it may not be, by the way, it may not be all of you. It may not be the whole season. Like everything in your life isn't maybe jacked up and that's okay. That's awesome, actually. <laughs> so <laughs> that would be a sad place. We've been there, been there. It's not fun. But you might be in a place where, like, for the most part, it's like nine out of ten. It's going really well. But what's that one area? What's the one thing that God's called you to? What's the promise of God? I'm trying to stir your faith in here today. This thing that God's called you, you don't have to settle and you don't have to be concerned. You know what I found with it comes to my heart is that I've always been like, man, but am I enough? Is this enough? If I come to God and I show how barren this is, what's gonna happen? There's no condemnation for those that are in Christ Jesus. None. And I found that, like I said, when I was at that dining room table with the top ramen, my tears going in it, I realized for the first time, all I got to do is be real with Jesus. That's all I got to do. My, my friends, I, I love this because if Jesus died for you, there was a joy set before him, Right? That was you. You're his joy. But you're more than a joy. And so many times, I think one of the biggest things that the devil has robbed us in this life is to realize that you and I are not just sinners saved by grace. We are partners. I'm gonna say that again. We are partners. You're partners with the King of Kings, the Lord of Lords the God most high. He created everything in Genesis 1. He created everything in Genesis 2. Come on, somebody. He created the man and the female. Come on, somebody. He created the trees and everything in it. God sits there, stands, the Bible says in Psalms that He sits there, sits. He just sits and laughs at those who are doing wickedness because He's like, ha ha ha, like, what are they doing? What do they think? I'm not going to be moved. God is, He is so bad that He could just speak something, and it is. But to you, though, To you, he formed you. To you, he got down in the dirt. For you, he breathed the life of God inside of you. For you, he came and bankrupted heaven. This is our God, church. I don't know what the call of God is on your life. I don't know what it is. I don't know what you're pressing for, fighting for, what you've been resisting for. But I feel like I've come here tonight to tell you one thing. Your inheritance is fully Jesus Christ. If you've got Jesus, take it from a man with experience. I will tell you this all you need is Jesus. All you need. Now, I'm not saying you don't need people. No, I'm like, no. I'm not saying that you need people just like those people, I can see the face of God. But can I just tell you this, Jesus isn't going to condemn you. He's not going to rebuke you. He's not going to curse you. He's not going to wither you away. What Jesus is going to do, he's going to say, come here son, come here daughter. I got gold in you. I want to bring it out. Come here son, come here daughter. You got good things in you. This is our God. So I want to bring a time twofold. Number one, I'm going to ask. And some of us may or may know, but I want to give time for the Holy Spirit. Because the Holy Spirit, he's, the Bible calls him the great helper. He's the great helper, church. He can help us in our time of need. And what I found is that if we can just be honest with God and say, God, here I am. Take me. Here I am. Search me. Here, here I am. Just expand me. Whatever your prayer is, whatever your cry is, he'll do it. But I want to encourage somebody in here today. I feel like there's many of us today that, again, it might be a small thing. It might be a big thing. I I don't know. I just know that when we come to Jesus and we're present in that, he can do a whole lot with it. And I wanted to kind of share this with somebody. I don't know who this is for. It's okay to feel. Can I give you permission? it's okay to feel you might be hurting it might be from years ago and you just never properly let a tear out I I don't know but it's okay to feel that offended me it's okay don't stay there but that hurt I know but don't stay there You know your father is standing up in heaven he's like, I I hear you daughter. I hear you son. I know it hurts. I know you don't want to continue. I know you don't want to go on. I know that you dismissed it. I know you threw that promise away. I know you did those things but hey, it's okay but just don't stay there. It's okay to feel church. You can feel the anger. You can feel the disappointment. You can feel the rejection but don't let it define you. You are so greater than those feelings. You are the son of God, the daughter of God. Thanks for listening. To find out more about our locations, team, and what we do here at Awakened Church, go to awakenchurch.com.